to our journey through universe, where we find our way through space and study together. I'm your host Joe, and yeah, let's get started. If you have any questions, you can always ask them on Twitter at Joe underscore far away. Please let me know if you have any questions. I'll be happy to answer them here in podcast at Journey Free Universe. Yay! Yeah, on this episode we'll be talking about Mercury. It's the first and smallest planet in our solar system and nearest to the sun. Mercury is only slightly larger than Earth's moon. From the surface of Mercury, the sun would appear more than three times as large as it does when viewed from Earth, and the sunlight would be as much as even times brighter. Despite its proximity to the sun, Mercury is not the hottest planet in our solar system. That title belongs to nearby Venus, thanks to its dense atmosphere. But Mercury is the fastest planet, zipping around the sun every 88 Earth days. Mercury is appropriately named for the swiftest of the ancient Roman gods. Let's talk about size and distance. By the way, I'm getting this information from nasa.gov. Yeah. With a radius of one point... No, wait. 1560 miles which are 2440 kilometers mercury is a little more than one third the width of earth if earth were the size of a nickel mercury would be about as big as a blueberry from an average distance of 36 million miles which is 58 million kilometers Mercury is 0.4 astronomical units away from the Sun. One astronomical unit is the distance from the Sun to Earth. From this distance, it takes sunlight 3.2 minutes to travel from the Sun to Mercury. Our next point is orbit and rotation. Mercury's highly eccentric egg-shaped orbit takes the planet as close as 29 million miles, which is which are um, 47 million kilometers, and as far as 43 million miles, which is 70 million kilometers from the sun. It speeds around the sun every 80, 80 days. 80, 80. Why? My, I can't talk today. It's it's hilarious. Literally, <laughs> it speeds around the sun every 88 days, traveling through space at nearly 29 miles, which are 47 kilometers per second, faster than any other planet. I was wondering if you guys wanted to listen like to the metric system, like kilometers and stuff, or miles and so on, because... I I am used to the metric system. I don't know which one you prefer, but just let me know because I don't want to tell it twice. <laughs>
all the time. It's annoying. I'm sorry. Moving on. Um, Mercury spins slowly on its axis and completes one rotation every 59 Earth days. But when Mercury is moving fastest in its elliptical orbit around the Sun, each rotation is not accompanied a, a <laughs> accompanied by a sunrise and sunset like it is on most other planets. The morning sun appears to rise briefly, set and rise again from some parts of the planet's surface. The same thing happens in reverse at sunset for other parts of the surface. On Mercury solar day, one full day night circle, equals 176 Earth days, just over two years on Mercury. Mercury's axis of rotation is tilted just two degrees with respect to the plane of its orbit around the Sun. That means it spins nearly perfectly upright and so does not experience seasons like many other planets do. Structure is our next point. Mercury is the second densest planet after Earth. It has a large metallic core with a radius of about 1289 miles, which are 2000 74 kilometers, about 85% of the planet's radius. There is evidence that it is partly molten or liquid. Mercury's outer shell, comparable to Earth's outer shell, is only about 400 kilometers, which are 250 miles thick. <laughs> Let's get to formation. Mercury formed about 4.5 5 billion years ago when gravity pulls whirling gas and dust together. Well, didn't like and everything get together of gas and dust? The sun was too, remember? Um, together to form the small planet nearest the sun. Like its fellow terrestrial planets, Mercury has a central core, a rocky mantle and a solid crust. So, surface. Mercury's surface resembles that of Earth's moon, scarred by many impact craters resulting from collisions with meteorites and comets. Craters and features of Mercury are named after famous deceased artists, musicians, or authors, including children's author Dr. Seuss and dance pioneer Alvin Ellie. I don't know who these people are. Shall we look them up? We should, right? Children's author Dr. Seuss? I don't know how to pronounce that name. I'm sorry. Theodor Seuss Geisel. Here it is. Theodor Seuss Ted Geisel Geisel Listen Geisel Geisel <laughs> Okay um, Was an American children's author, political cartoonist, illustrator, poet, animator, screenwriter and filmmaker He's known for his work writing and illustrating more than 60 books under the pen name Dr. Seuss Seuss 
<laughs> His work includes many of the most popular children books of all time, selling over 600 million copies and being translated into more than 20 languages by the time of his death. Well, what did he write then? Wait, where is it? Where is it? Life and career. Books, quotes, stuff like that. Let's let's look. Mm -hmm. Early career as a cartoonist. Upon returning to America, Geisels decided to pursue cartooning full time. His articles and illustrations were published in numerous magazines, including Life and Vanity Fair. A cartoon that he published in the July of 1927 issue of the Saturday Evening Post. His first using the pen name Soyce landed him a staff position at the New York Weekly Judge. Geisel next worked for Standard Oil in the ad advertising department where he spent the next 15 years. His ad for Flit, a popular insecticide, became nationally famous. Around this time, Viking Press offered Geisel a contract to illustrate a children's collection called Boners. The book sold poorly, but it gave him a break into children's literature. At the start of World War II, Geisel began contributing weekly political cartoons to the liberal publication PM magazine. In 1942, too old for the World War II draft, Geisel served with Frank Capra's Sigmund Corps, making animated training films and drawing propaganda posters for the Treasury Department and the War Production Board. Books by Dr. Seuss, let's see. Uh, first book. His first book, And to Think That I Saw It on Mulberry Street, was rejected 27 times before it was finally published in 1937. His next book was The Cat in the Hat in 1957. A major turning point in Geisel's career came when, in response to a 1954 Life magazine article that criticized children's reading levels. Mm. Uh, some other people <laughs> asked him to write a children's primer using twen 220 vocabulary, wo <laughs> vocabulary words. The resulting book, The Cat in the Head, was published in 1957 and was described by one Citric as a tour de force. Tour de force. The success of the cat in the head cemented Geisel's place in children's literature. How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Green Eggs and Ham, One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Blue Fish, Horton, Here's a Who. Well, I know the film to that one. So he was it. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't know that. He also wrote The Lorax. Damn. Okay. Well, now I know you. Let's move on. Very large impact basins we were at surface, <laughs> including calories and 
wait, how's that pronounced? Rachmaninoff? Rachmaninoff? I don't know how it's pronounced. Let's see. Well, my internet connection sucks. But that's interesting. I didn't know that he, that he was the one who wrote those books. Well, okay, my 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 internet. Oh yeah, now now it's working. Now it's working. Hello. Can you do what I'm saying? You have to do. Wait. Why? Or can't you pronounce it? Anyways, uh, we're created by asteroid impacts on the planet's surface early in the solar system's history. While there are large areas of smooth terrain, there are also cliffs some hundreds of miles long and soaring up to a mile high. They rose as the planet's interior cooled and contracted over the billions of years since Mercury formed. Most of Mercury's surface would appear grayish-brown to the human eye. The bright streaks are called crater rays. They are formed when an asteroid or a comet strikes the surface. The tremendous amount of energy that is released in such an impact digs a big hole in the ground and also crushes a huge amount of rock under the point of impact. Some of its crushed material is thrown far from the crater and then falls to the surface, forming the rays. Fine particles of crushed rock are more reflective than large pieces, so the rays look brighter. The space environment, dust impacts and solar wind, wind particles causes the rays to darken with time. Temperatures on the surface of Mercury are extreme, both hot and cold. During the day, temperatures on Mercury's surface can reach 800 degrees Fahrenheit, which are 430 degrees Celsius because the planet has no atmosphere to retain that heat. Nighttime temperatures on the surface can drop to minus 290 degrees Fahrenheit or minus 180 degrees Celsius. Mercury may have water ice at its north and south poles inside deep craters but only in regions of permanent shadow. There it could be cold enough to preserve water ice despite the high temperatures on sunlit parts of the planet. Atmosphere. Instead of an atmosphere, Mercury possesses a thin exosphere made of a made of wait, I can't speak. Possesses a thin exosphere made up of atoms blasted off the surface by the solar wind and striking meteorites. Meteor meteorites? Why can't I speak today? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Mercury's exosphere is composed mostly of oxygen, sodium, hydrogen, helium, and potassium. Magnetosphere. Mercury's magnet magnetic field is offset relative to the planet's equator. Though Mercury's magnetic field at the surface has just one person, the strength of 
Earth's, it interacts with the magnetic field of the solar wind to sometimes create intense magnetic tornadoes that funnel the fast hot solar wind plasma down to the surface of the planet. When the ions strike the surface, they knock off naturally charged atoms and send them on a loop high into the sky. Well, that's interesting. I'm trying to remember this one. I think I could sound cool in school <laughs> if I say something like this in chemistry or something. I don't know. <laughs> Mercury has snow moons, by the way. I think Venus hasn't one either, right? I'm not sure about that one. We we'll find out, but Mercury has no moons. Um, Mercury's environment is not conducive to live as we know it. The temperatures and solar radiation that characterize this planet are most likely too extreme for organisms to adapt to. Yeah, so we'll never ever going to be living on Mercury, that's for sure. But yeah, I think this episode was kind of interesting, wasn't it? Well, for me it was. I also found, about, found something new out about an author, which I didn't know about those things, but now we know, now I know, I know, you know, we know, you know. Mm, let's look for some interesting facts about Mercury, maybe some fun facts or something. Wait, the famous Hubble Space Telescope. What's the Hubble Space Telescope? It's like some. Well, I know what a telescope is, obviously, but Hubble Space? I don't know. Can never be used to investigate Mercury as the planet is so close to the sun that the sun's light could destroy the telescope's mechanism. Mercury is obviously getting old as it has wrinkles as the iron ore of the planet cooled and then contracted it became all wrinkly how we scientists have named these wrinkles lobate scarves this the scarves can be massive half of mercury has never been seen so there's a whole lot more to discover so they actually never see what light is on mercury hmm. And um, Mercury is not easy to see except at dawn and twilight because of its closeness to the sun. Because of other planets you can see from Earth, they seem to be stars, but they're actually these planets. If you know where they are, you can see them. And Mercury is not easy to see. And it can be seen more easily when it passes across the face of the sun 30 times each century. These transits occur between 7th May and 10th of November. So the next transit this century will be on the 9th of May 2016. And there was one um, on the 11th November of 2019. So we'll have to 
have to wait a bit more, I think, I guess. Well, let's see if there's something about if they already been to Mercury and what they've seen if they were there. One of the first spacecraft to visit Mercury was Mariner 10 in 1974 or 1975, which took pictures of nearly half the surface. It looks a bit like the Earth's moon with a lot of craters from meteorites and comets crashing into it. There's a huge crater called the Caloris Basin about 960 miles, which are 1550 kilometers wide, which is the length of more than 16,000 football fields put end to end. That's seriously big. This was made by asteroids hitting Mercury a very long time ago. There are also some very long cliffs, large areas of smooth land, as well as volcanic damage. Volcanic damage? Radar used in 1991 showed Mercury may have water and ice at the north and south poles. We already know that. <laughs> and it's kept frozen by a permanent shadow. Yeah, we already know that. And also, um, it is a terrestrial planet, which means it is an Earth-like planet made up of rocks and metals and has a hard surface. Other planets like Saturn or also Jupiter are made of gas. <laughs> Yay! And like Venus? I knew it! Venus has no moons too. And no rings around them. Venus and Mercury have no ring <laughs> rings around them. I knew it. Yay! today's episode i hope you enjoyed it this time it was much longer than the first one and i'm still learning how to use anchor and i hope it gets better by time i hope so i desperately hope so so you can enjoy it more and yeah i think we found a lot of <laughs> we found out a lot about mercury haven't we so See you next time. If you have any questions, let me know on Twitter at joe underscore far away. And yeah, see you next time.